0: This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 68, Sierra's Coaching Story. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. Hi there, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the show. So happy to have you here. Today, I'm talking with one of my clients. We haven't done a coaching story in a while on the show. I just haven't gotten a booked, but I have one with Sierra Cowing today. Sierra and I started working together in January of this year, so January 2020. So it's cool to see her story all unfold in one calendar year, in essence, gosh, I think nine months, right? So I can't wait to share this one with you. Sierra came to me and she was borderline therapy slash coaching. And we talk about that on the interview, but um, I was really a bit hesitant about working with her. And so when she came to me, she kind of laid it all out on the line of what she was feeling and what she was dealing with. And I said, you know what? Let's just start slow. At the time, I had my Life Lovers 21 Day Challenge program. I said, let's just start there. It's only 21 days. It's $97. Let's see if you're strong enough to show up to that. And she did. And she killed it. And then she went on and did my Unstoppable Woman program and killed it. And then my Authentically Awesome program and killed it. And I won't give away... Some of the big changes she made over these past nine months but they're big i will tell you it's been so fun to watch her go from in essence feeling very stuck having a lot of anxiety and depression to not only leaving that behind but starting to thrive especially in her career and in her marriage and as a mother i mean again this has been nine months my friend nine months it's been so much fun to watch so um I don't have much else to say. I mean, Sierra is a very calm person especially when she talks. So um you know, it's interesting to hear her talk. She's like, "I just can't even believe it sometimes I blow my own mind." But she says it in such a calm way. But um when she writes me, that's when her emotions really start to come out and she writes me all the time and she's like, "I just can't even imagine what my life would have been like had I not done this." And it almost makes me a little sad. And so That's why I always knew I wanted to bring her on the podcast was because um, she just has this passion to want to share her story because she knows there's so many people out there like her who are just feeling really stuck and just not feeling the way that they want to feel. And she's just so grateful that we found one another. And she talks about how we randomly just found one another too, which is really just like a miracle of God or the universe or, you know, if you believe in that sort of thing, I do. So um, anyways, I'll leave the rest up to Sierra to tell her story and as you're listening to and if you're starting to relate to it and think oh my gosh like maybe it's time for me to finally step up to the plate and get some coaching think about applying for a free consult You can go in and just answer a couple questions and then you can get on my calendar and we'll talk for 60 minutes about your life and how you want coaching to help you to really make sure we're a good fit. The link is always in the show notes. It's in the outro, but I'll give it here too. It's Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, ePreston.com forward slash apply. So keep that in the back of your mind as you're listening, but too just sit back and listen to Sierra's amazing story. Here it is. Sierra, thank you so much for coming on the Unselfful Woman podcast. So excited to have you on here. And I would just love to start from the beginning and hear from your mouth how this whole journey started. So how did we meet each other?
1: I saw a Cultivate What Matters Facebook post and had made a comment. And you, I don't remember how exactly it happened, but you had said that if, we used your link to buy the power sheets, then we got like a a bonus through you of like a call or something. Yeah. You know what? I'm remembering this now.
0: And I remember I think you reached out to me via email. I even did. after that. Yeah. And you kind of told me a little bit about you. And you talked about how you weren't feeling great. And you were yep. feeling really stuck. Oh my gosh, it's all oh, coming yeah. back to me now. And I remember thinking. Um, something like, I think I remember directing you and saying cause you were asking me a bunch of questions and, and you were stating everything. And I said, listen, we just need to get on the phone is what yeah. i saying. Yeah. And I think yep. that from there, we just talked about coaching.
1: Yep. We yeah. did the consult call and just kind of figured out where I should start.
0: Yeah. And so we decided at the time it was life lovers. I said, you know what? Just go through this program. It's only 21 days. It's only $97. Go do that. Let's see what kind of results you get. Because I remember Sierra too, thinking like, is this girl a better fit for therapy? Because at the time I didn't have, um, I don't even know if I had to take like the coaching assessment and stuff. I don't even know if I had that. I guess I did, but you did. And I
1: think I was, borderline. Cause we talked about that. You said that I was like right on the edge of whether I needed therapy or I could do coaching, but okay. um, I was already doing counseling. So you said we could move forward with coaching then.
0: Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. It, you know, it seems like forever ago. And that was just January of this year. <laughs> right?
1: Oh my the gosh. Happened,
0: like, <laughs> you're, yeah. I mean like that seems like a totally different person than how you are today. I've totally forgot about that. Yeah. So you got in life lovers and I remember you rocked it. Like you showed up, you did the work, you started getting changes right off the bat.
1: I did. I, I think it was kind of just like the little bit of fire I needed under my butt to get me going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then from there it was like automatically we went into unstoppable,
1: right? Yeah, because I was done like towards the end of January with Life Lovers. And in February, we started Unstoppable.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's crazy. I think what's so cool about your story, Sierra, is it's it's rare that I sign a bunch of clients in January. It's just for whatever reason, I just hadn't in the past. Um, I guess people are just like thinking they can do it on their own or something. And so what's cool is that you've made this whole transition in... Um, one year, like, and it hasn't even been a year. We're in September of the same year, and so when you started, you know, we just said you talked about like you. How would you describe how you felt when you started?
1: I was just stuck and kind of lost. I guess I didn't really know where I wanted my life to go, and I just needed some sort of guidance. I guess. Yeah,
0: from what I remember, I just. remember thinking, man, this girl feels like crap. That too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) 2019 was a rough year. So
0: yeah. And that's when you left your, your day job, right? I did. Yeah. And so you were just doing contract work as a civil engineer. Correct. And this is the moment where I remember the most. I think we did this right out of the gate and then stop. Well, when we looked at your Clifton strengths, And I remember sitting down with you and saying, Sierra, the strengths that you have don't align at all with civil engineering.
1: (laughs) Do you remember that conversation? I do.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're such a people person and um, you're such a feeler. And yet here you are not with people and not doing feeling work. And I said, what even led you to engineering? And I remember you said, oh, my, it was something like my college was just good at it right?
1: Right. I went to a college near where I grew up and it just kind of happened. And then it was like, oh, well, they're good at engineering. So I, this looks cool. I'll do this. I didn't really have a plan.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so then I remember telling you, okay, you know, you don't have to get that from your career. We can find different ways because one of the big things was that you did not feel fulfilled. Like, you just felt like you were going through the motions of life. Like, I remember hearing from you that you loved being a mom. But -hmm. other than that, it was just like, what am I doing with my life? Right. Right. So I said, if you start using your strengths more, like, you're going to feel a lot better and more fulfilled and all that stuff. And then kind of tell everybody what happened next with your career. This is the good stuff.
1: (laughs) I actually then decided, I mean, it took quite a while. I'm trying to remember when exactly. I think maybe June was when I kind of finally made the final decision of I'm done with civil engineering and I quit doing contract work from home and I am now going to school to be a nurse. Yeah, man,
0: was it really June? It seems so so much earlier because we did life lovers January. We would have done unsupple February, March, April, but then COVID happened, and so I think we had to go into May. And then it was like, after that, you just, it's just, you started getting into this massive action after Unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, and Lindsay, I got this new job and Lindsay, I'm doing this and Lindsay, I'm doing that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is
1: crazy. Yeah. Because then I did get a job, um, at an assisted living place and I'm just doing uh PCA work right now, but, um, it's a good start to get into the nursing and it's funny because I I didn't even remember at the time when I had made the decision to do nursing, but thinking back when we talked about my Clifton strengths, you specifically said that like you would be an awesome nurse. And I was just like, this lady is crazy. And here I am now going <laughs> to school to be a nurse.
0: <laughs> so cool. I forgot I said that. Yeah. I mean, and what how old are you, Sierra? 31, 32? 31. 31. And here you are making this big life change. How does it feel?
1: At first it was just like, oh, have I gone too far? Am I too far into this to make a change? And then like I just thought about it and it was like, Well, I'm only 31. Like, I have haven't even worked like 10 years in my like career because I didn't graduate from college till I was twenty five. And it's just like I can't I can't do like another 30 years of this. So I need to make the change. It's on. There wasn't, I guess, an option at that point because it's just like, I, I'm not going to be miserable the rest of my life. There's too much time left.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because from what I remember too, when you came to me, you had quit because part of your misery you thought was your job, right?
1: Right. I was having uh, panic attacks at work and it was really impacting my life at home to me and my husband were fighting a lot and having a lot of issues. So it was just like it was kind of a choice between keep the job or keep my sanity at that point was kind of how I felt the choices were.
0: Yeah. And in essence, kind of save your marriage.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And you had a then four year old, but Fletcher's five now, right? In a month. Oh my gosh. In a month. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you were like, you know, I say that because anybody who's had a child that age, you're still like full fledged in mama mode. Like right. you're in it all day, every day. Um. So that's a lot m- mentally too. And um, it's a lot too, I think um, you still have a, a lot of impact at that age. And I remember you telling me a story. This is pretty recently, Sierra, of I think you were looking back at pictures of Fletcher or something and you, you were talking about, man, I wish I had the mentality now
1: back then when he was little, even smaller. Can you tell us about right. that? Um, when I look back on pictures, I sometimes... Like feel like I almost wasn't there because I, like I was physically there, but mentally my mind was on so many other things and so worried about things that now I realize were pretty much out of my control. But like I wasn't present with him, and I feel like I missed out a lot on a lot of his childhood, even though I was here, but I wasn't there.
0: Mm -hmm. Because mentally, you were just either feeling anxious or depressed a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk through that, Sierra. So we go through Life Lovers. It was like the kick in the butt that you needed. I remember too, I'm getting flashbacks now.
1: You had a <laughs>
0: 21 day habit, I think, of like cleaning, like cleaning
1: up your house. I, I decluttered my house. Yes. Yeah. Because that adds to my anxiety. Like I, I hate clutter.
0: Yeah. But yet because you hadn't felt well, like this clutter started piling up. Right, And so we got you moving, we got that clutter gone, and then we get into Unstoppable and kind of tell us, you know, how that journey went for you.
1: Unstoppable was a lot of, um, it was hard work, like mental wise, but like while I was going through it, it felt easy to do like the videos and the workbook and get through it. But it it was pretty hard mentally, I guess. Yeah, tell us more what you mean by that. It just, you bring up a lot of stuff and like you get so many like aha moments that it's just like, I can't believe I was believing that or, or I can't believe I was telling myself that. And no wonder I feel like crap because that's what I'm telling myself. And Yeah. So... It's hard to hear your own truths, I guess, so yeah. to
0: speak. Yeah. So anybody listening, what Sierra is talking about is right when we get in the door of Unstoppable, the first few weeks we do something called your bullet holes and we look at the top 10 worst memories and your bullet holes in essence are these things you're telling yourself unconsciously most times. And it's it's these negative beliefs like, I'm not enough. I'll never do this. I'm not blah, blah, blah. Right. And the one I specifically remember you brought this up recently, but you were telling me a story um about depression, and I think I told you correct me if I'm wrong, I said, well, I think you might have the bullet hole, I'm depressed,
1: yeah, you did um I had went to the doctor in high school and got put on medication and stuff, and from that story that I told you said that, and like at the time when you said it, it didn't really it didn't feel like it fit right. But then after a while, I got to thinking about it. And it was like, you know what, that's, it's true. Like, someone told me that, oh, you well, you just have depression. And so then I think at that point in time, I kind of made up my mind that like, well, this is just something I'm going to have to deal with. for like the rest of my life, like, I'm just going to be depressed. And we'll just muddle our way through. And
0: Yeah, that's just who I am now. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's so tricky with that kind of stuff. And I remember when I said it to you, I said, okay, this may be coming out of left field, but do you think that you just have the belief that I'm depressed, which could be perpetuating the problem, right? Because maybe at the time you were depressed, but then when we were going through your history and talking about different things that happened, it was like, well, of course, you know, like you were dealing with a lot as a teen. Right? right. And that's yep. what happens to a lot of us is that we have this family life that's less than ideal. And, you know, our, we're the ones that are kind of the black sheep in some ways, like, hey, I'm not going to just put up with this stuff. <laughs> and, and then everybody starts pointing the finger at us, like, well, you must be the weird one. It must be something right. wrong with you. And so, and because we're such sensitive souls too, you know, we're like, okay, and we kind of go along. And then all of a sudden, we're the ones that get diagnosed with stuff. Right. So anyways, I threw that out there and um, it was so interesting that later you took it because you realize it's like, oh, that's just a belief now for me. I'm not truly depressed anymore.
1: Right. And that was super huge because like I remember doing the, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but doing like the flip of it to like have a mantra to overcome that bullet hole. Mm -hmm. And I struggled to try and think of what I should say because it was like, I'm not depressed didn't seem like enough, so I ended up going with something along the lines of I am Sierra Cowing, and I am awesome, so like I don't know. it just felt right to be Sierra and not be depression, Mhm, yeah,
0: yeah, and what's so cool about that is like that's just one belief, right that was one thing that was holding you back that we were able to go in and heal. So anybody listening, we go in and do this whole healing process and unstoppable. And then we flip it like sh- Sierra talked about, because really in essence, what we're doing is just building a new brain wire. Cause that's all it was, was just this brain wire that had been built off this belief. Right. Um, but you, that was just one belief. Like how many beliefs have we done? Sierra, would you
1: estimate? Oh goodness. Like well, 30, the origin- Yeah. Somewhere probably Mm. mid thirties ish somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, that's powerful stuff to just
0: have so many shifts like that at one time, you know? And again, it just shows from your growth from January through September of this year. I mean, internally and externally from that. Yeah. So let's go back. So you're an unstoppable. We go through, we pull those aha moments and those beliefs you go and do something called a release that we do in softball. Tell us what happened um,
1: through that experience and how you felt after that experience. My release ended up being kind of difficult only because that's like right when like um, my state went into like mandatory stay at home and all that because of COVID. So trying to find somewhere to go to be alone for those two days was difficult, but um I ended up going to my church and staying in the basement overnight for it. Um, but I I just, I knew I had to do it and I I racked my brain to try and find a way to do it. So I took my son's like little, like, I don't know what you call it, like sleeping pad or whatever. And I slept on that in the basement oh my of my gosh, church. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. That's oh, yeah. Um, but That's hardcore, Sierra. <laughs> it was it made it I think it made the experience like better though because it's just like you know what I'm I got this far like we're just gonna rock this and it's gonna be amazing and it really was like uh it's so draining emotionally and energy wise but like I really think like the church setting made it pretty awesome too because a lot of like the talking and stuff out loud, I think uh, I really incorporated, like, kind of like prayer with that. And that really helped me a lot to overcome and like release all of those like negative emotions. Cause I knew that if I was just gonna try and do it by myself, like, I wouldn't be able to. Like, I needed that extra help to do that.
0: Yeah. It was like the safe, sacred space. Yeah. In essence. Yeah. That's so cool. I hadn't thought
1: about it that way.
0: Yeah. So then we did your release and how'd you
1: feel after? I felt like um, amazing. Like, Knowing my past, I guess I was so used to like the roller coaster of like, this is really awesome. And then this is going to be really bad. And so I kind of had that thought in the back of my mind because like I felt the best I think I'd ever had in like my entire life to my knowledge like I don't ever remember feeling like that free and that I don't know what you want to call it but it was just free and
0: light I always feel really light is that how you felt Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah And so then after that, we went into three more months of coaching and authentically awesome. And you were so strong at that point. I was like, Sierra, I think you're, you're kind of good. Like I, you can lean on me for a couple calls here and there, but you're good to go. So how did that experience
1: go for you? That experience was pretty cool. Like, um, I don't know if you talked about this before at all, but the unstoppable is kind of like the, the dirty work so to speak. And then like authentically awesome is just like getting to have more fun and the dreaming and the like, you're authentically awesome and you can do whatever you want. So yeah. And here's what makes you awesome. Right. Yeah. It was really nice to go right into that because I had the momentum from unstoppable. And then like, that was just a really good ending to all the other stuff that I'd gone through already.
0: Yeah. And even though we had gotten you in a stronger direction just from doing your strengths so early on, and you had taken action off of that, going in and doing your puzzle of, you know, looking at the big picture of you with your passions and your purpose and all that other stuff we add in there to your strengths, just kind of solidified as like, oh my gosh, Sierra, you were totally on the right track with this nursing stuff. And this is why you feel the way you feel and this is who you are. And um,
1: did that just bring to you like a lot of comfort and certainty? It did. Like, you know, you still, I mean, this is a big change to go from civil engineering to going into nursing. And you sometimes wonder like, oh, am I just like crazy? And is this just going to be like a change that I make that it's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. But like after we went through everything and like, I remember trying to come up with a name for my authentic self and I didn't really know what it was. And you kept saying healer, that I was a healer. And I was just like, that is totally it. And so I knew that nursing was really the right thing to go do.
0: Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Like, it's just been so fun. And now, you know, we're continuously coaching and living the dream And you're expanding even more. You're going back to school. You're working. You're doing your mom thing, the wife thing. Tell us what life is like now. Like if you had to go back and talk to Sierra in January of this year, what would you tell her about what the next
1: few months had in store? Oh, the Sierra back in January was um, just really timid and really didn't want to like speak her mind and was so worried about like what other people were gonna think and that kind of stuff and um I was having a lot of like anger outbursts at that point too like I remember yelling at my son so much because I was just like so frustrated and it just always came out as like yelling and my house was not a peaceful place and um now there's hardly ever like yelling in my house and that's like something so huge to me because I want something so much better for my son than like what I had but um so I guess I would tell myself from January that like you have no idea like what is going to happen like it's going to be so awesome and If I told you everything, you probably wouldn't believe me anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what has been one of the coolest things about your journey, Sierra, is you talking about how it's impacted Fletcher, your son. And um, I remember that being one of our specific many goals and Unstoppable was working on not yelling and how that was changing him and how that was improving your connection with him. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think as a mother, you know, we all want that. We want to show up as our best selves as a parent. We don't want to repeat some of the patterns that we were handed, but yet we don't know any better. And it's like, well, how am I going to break this? I just don't know. And we feel so overwhelmed with our own emotions at times that we're reactive and all of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go in and you do that unstoppable work, especially and it's just like everything just starts to fall into place a lot better.
1: Would you yeah, agree? It, yeah. And that, that mini goal was setting up boundaries. oh yeah that's right that's right so like I couldn't be mad at him because I yelled at him so he was yelling at me but it got to the point where like that was my brown boundary like we're not gonna yell at each other anymore that's just not okay and like it only took like a few days of being consistent with him about that and it changed like almost immediately like we were so much more in tune with each other and we just got along so much better. And I mean, I remember I think I told you about it because it was just like so like heartwarming as a mom. Um I got I don't know, I like stubbed my toe or got hurt or something and he like came over and was like, Mommy, do you want me to kiss it to make it better? And was just like so loving and like that would not have happened before. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because whenever I do consult calls now, Sierra, I'm looking at your notes. I wasn't as um, well-versed on consults as I am now, but, I, I talk about like the before and after, right? Like we go through this life wheel and you give me all your averages and then on, and then we talk about your 10 life and we start talking about the results that you can get from coaching. Right. And I say, okay, I can do this, this, and this for you. And here's kind of the added extras. And then we do something called paint the vision where I talk about, okay, here's what's going to happen in your life, but this is how it's going to impact other people. And I wish I would have done that with you, Sierra, because I would have talked about this isn't only going to impact you. It's going to impact your son and it's going to change the entire future of his life, which will change the entire future of his kids and so on and so forth. Like this is changing the entire progression of your family. But then I'm kind of glad we didn't because now you can just see it. Like, I didn't even have to tell you, you know, because you've experienced it. Like, he could have grown up in a household with a lot of yelling and a lot of stress and a mother who was disconnected to him and then go up and do that in his family. And I mean, what would the impact of that have been, you know? And so it's just like you showing up, working on yourself, investing just a little bit of money to do that and a lot of guts and a lot of courage on your (laughs) part has changed everything.
1: Would you agree? It has. And like in the back of my mind, that's always been something that I wanted to do because, like, I mean, I'm, my childhood was not great. And like, I wanted more than anything to make sure that my child didn't have that childhood. But like you said, like, it's just that's what we're given. That's what we know. And we don't know how to necessarily like break free of that cycle until you really dig deep and you get rid of all of that stuff. So, like, it is like that was like one of my main goals in life, even though I didn't know it at the time that that was one of my goals. But like, I broke my family cycle, and it's gonna be so awesome to see, you know, like what my grandkids are like and just all that stuff.
0: Yeah. And he's going to get to see this mother who loves her career and uses her strengths and is just so lit up with it versus a mother who goes to work and is like, oh, here's what I've provided for my family and I hate my job. Right. And that's probably why you had anxiety, Sarah, because you never have anxiety at work now. No, (laughs) never. It was your body and your mind saying, get out of here. And I remember even when we started working together, like you had that contract job and they were treating you like crap. Like they were not showing up for you. You weren't getting the hours you needed. They were in essence were ignoring you. You even tried to do some stuff on your own and it, it was happening, but it was moving really slow. And then all of a sudden you just shifted into this more intentional, authentic path. And it was just like, everything started coming together and this it goes did. back and to, it, yeah, go ahead.
1: It just, and it happened so fast too like when i finally decided like no i'm done and then it was like okay i'm gonna apply for this job and i applied for that job and no joke that same day that i sent in my application she called and was like i'm gonna review this and um i probably will want to set up an interview with you and the next day she called and was like can you come in for an interview this afternoon So like I applied Wednesday and by Thursday I was doing an interview and at the interview, just from the way she was talking, I already knew that I had the job. So it was just like, holy crap, like, how did that happen? Yeah, I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. And this is what I talk about on the podcast all the time is, you know, I think sometimes people think I'm airy fairy and full of crap. Is like, once you get intentionally and in alignment, like things just start coming together. Now that doesn't mean everything's going to be easy peasy and awesome, but you know, you have this energy about you at that time. And it's just like, people are drawn to that too. And it, it just, it's like, everything just starts moving in the direction of your dreams. And you're like, how did I do this? Like, how is this coming together so quickly? Um, yeah, it was just such a joy to watch Sierra because I remember thinking, is Sierra going to have the guts to make this transition? And it was up to you, right? It wasn't on me right. because I just thought, gosh, I want to give her so much fulfillment because I know she's wanting that but she's just, I don't think she's going to find it in this profession, but how are we going to get it elsewhere kind of thing? So when you made that conscious choice of, I'm going to make this change. Here I go. You didn't even like consult me or anything on it, which is even better because that just shows it was all you. Right. And then you're like, Lindsay, Oh my gosh, Lindsay. Oh my gosh. It just like for a couple of weeks, it was just like, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so, cool. this is so exciting. And even now still it's like, you're trusting yourself with your decisions and you're listening to your body. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're coaching on some stuff along the way to make sure you're staying in that, but man, it's just so cool. Is it as cool to you as it is to an outsider watching it?
1: It is because I don't know. I'm I'm sure you do remember if you would think back on our consult call that I was always like, so worried, like, well Tyler's not gonna like that my husband and he's not gonna like that and whatnot and I never made a decision without talking to someone else about that and to be to the point to have the confidence that I do now of being like no this is what I'm gonna do um and I mean we still discuss things and we compromise on things but it's not well what do you think I should do it's this is what I want to do. How should we go about doing it? Yes. And yes. like, I don't know. It just makes you feel like a boss. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that, and that was one of the, you know, I'm looking at the consult notes again. And all I wrote down was communicate with Tyler things important without quote unquote, getting in trouble. And I remember us just talking about communication with you and him so much. Uh, but I totally forgot that you were like seeking permission all the time. I forgot that part Sierra. So yeah, it's been a complete 180. Can you share what you did recently?
1: What I did recently
0: about your hair?
1: Oh, my hair. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to like do a buzz cut for like the longest time and um I'd mentioned to him like, "Hey, I really want to do this. I know you like my longer hair, but I'm just I'm kind of over it right now. And he was just like, well, you know, I like your longer hair, but it's up to you. So I took that as, okay, I'm going to do it. So my friend came over and we cut off all of my hair and it was awesome. But <laughs> it's I think
0: it was a little, but I mean, I'm just like, it, I think it's, you know, it shocked his system, right? Is what you've talked about. and obviously, right. right. Like marriage, sometimes it's not always great, but I, you know, if we think about the whole journey, Sierra, like what, nine months ago, you didn't even want to do anything without seeking permission. And now you're freaking cutting off your hair. (laughs) I mean, come on. That's just so cool. Right. Um, it's just cool to see you step into your own, trust yourself, follow the breadcrumbs, all the things, right. Um, yeah and to think we're just getting started, like this is only the first nine months, right I mean, now it's just like maintaining this momentum, keeping you in this place, keeping you um you know well charged and
1: not not too drained and things of that sort. so yeah it's been and so cool. really getting to know like what my true authentic self is too like I've gotten a good glimpse of her, and I have a good feel for what she is, but I like just really want to dig deeper into that so that I can spend more time being that person.
0: Yeah. And that's why I've extended the coaching process itself. Now, Sarah is, you know, we did the ensemble for three months, authentically awesome for three months, and that used to just be it. And I just say, okay, you're ready to fly, you know, call me if you need me kind of thing. And then it was, okay, I like set up these people for success and they made some momentum, but then it was like the momentum wasn't staying. And so that's why, you know, we added living the dream of, okay, let's, let's really make sure you're making authentic decisions. Here's how to get it into massive action and go all in and all that stuff. And then two just get that support. And so you're holding space in essence for that newer version of yourself. We call the authentic self over and over and over again until that just becomes who you are. And even as you're growing, you know, every time we grow, it's scary to the brain and so, okay, how are you going to stay in that place even though you're growing? Um, so yeah, that's where we're at now is just getting you to stay at that place, grow what you've already started to grow and just become that more and more. So, so much fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't,
1: I don't know. I just, I'm still somewhat in shock myself of how everything has gone so far this year. And yeah. especially because, I mean not that it's an excuse or anything, but like crazy COVID times, I mean, quarantine and all sorts of other things. And like, I remember when it started, cause I was like, this is, this is really going to like throw me off track and I'm not going to do well in this situation. And then like, I've just been like rocking through it and I don't know, it just blows my mind that something that I probably would have like just curled up in a ball and like cried on the floor about before. It's just like, Nope, we're good. We're just going to keep doing our thing. And.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was going to add that next is like you've done all this during a global pandemic. (laughs) I mean, if you can do this year during a pandemic shit, you can do anything. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean,
0: it's like amazing, amazing stuff. Um, So thank you for sharing your story with us, Sierra. So happy to have you. I know you were you were nervous and like, "Man, am I like worthy of this?" Of course you're worthy. Oh my gosh, it's been amazing to watch. I've even mentioned you a couple times indirectly on the podcast and you've told me like, "I think you were talking about me and your career change and all that stuff." So, yeah, <laughs> such a rock star. Thank you so much, Sierra, for all of all of your journey. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email. Share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, ePreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.